Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions in less than nine minutes because hackers never sleep. I'm excited for our guest today. I'm always, always honored when I can get folks from the education side of the house to come on board. So question number one, Bradford, who are you and what do you do? Sure. My name is Brad Sims. I'm president of Capital Technology University. We're a small STEM or management of STEM university in Laurel, Maryland, right off the parkway. We've been in business since 1927. And uh, we do a great job educating folks in the technology sectors. Actually, cybersecurity are our biggest programs at all three levels, bachelor's, master, and doctor degrees. And in the uh, world of cybersecurity, we had the first uh, master's degree in information assurance before the 9-11 attacks. And, and the 9-11 attacks actually just uh, really grew that program online. Of course, now it's called, you know, master's degree in cybersecurity. But as you can imagine, um, all of our graduates either working in that field or the ones that are going in that field, the, the market's tremendous in this area of the country between Baltimore and D.C. We just can't graduate enough folks in that field. So we're looking for career changers as well. And at our master's level, we do have leveling classes for those who want to change their careers in cybersecurity. Oh, that's amazing. Question number two, what's the best thing about educating up and coming cyber professionals? Well, I really, you know, got into higher education after uh, working in the construction industry as a project manager, accidentally uh, went back for a master's and doctorate and, and started teaching. And what I find really quite enjoyable about higher education is providing degrees that are directly employable. That's why I went to school. That's what we do here at Capital Tech. So rather you're a traditional student, 18 year old, we guarantee you that if you don't make a minimum $50,000 a year job when you graduate, we cover your, your loan payments. So I, I, li I like giving that guarantee. And if you're a working individual, we wanna advance your career. And our master's and doctoral degrees and are, are all in technical industry and demand areas. So providing back to students who are investing in us is extremely important to us. And, and if you look at a report released by Georgetown University for return on investment out of 4,500 colleges and universities across the United States, after a lifetime career of 40 years, we are ranked 120 on your return on investment. So I'm very proud of of helping students get good careers, transition to the careers and advance in their careers because that's what we're here to do is, is to help our students succeed. Nice, question number three, Brad. Cybersecurity is a top concern. That's what everyone's talking about. That's the buzzword, but what does that mean from an education standpoint? How are you making people understand that it's it's a top concern by educating the next round of folks that are coming through. Sure. So, of course, we have, uh, you know, uh, many, if not all of our adjuncts are full-time working individuals in the industries, technology, engineering, whatever industry they're in. And all of our full-time faculty are from industry. And, of course, working closely with that, we adapt and change to what is current in industry. The CMMC model we added elements of that to the classes already, and we're running boot camps on the CMMC model to help uh, our students understand what's coming up because that'll impact all industries working with the, uh, the government. Um, we have continually updating our, our courses in computer science and cybersecurity with what is new in the market. We run free 
uh, weekend capture the flag events, not only for high school students, but we work with associations so that their members can see what's going on. So we're continually looking to what we can do to help industry and as it changes, try to adapt to that content in our classes and our professional education that we deliver. Nice, and I know that we had spoken a little bit about this before, so I'm kind of adding a question here. You mentioned CMMC, you mentioned cybersecurity, but I know you guys also do technology as a whole. I mean, are there other things that that Capital Technology University offers that really can help us keep that top of mind concern of cybersecurity in our minds, but not be focused on cyber? Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's, there's two different areas that I think we do well in. One is that we have degrees in critical infrastructure. And in critical infrastructure, we look at areas like operational technology and industrial control systems, which can be attacked easily through the industrial internet of things. So it may be the IT that's running the software, but those devices on actual pumps that run are, are operated by operational technology. And if you can get to that, you can turn a pump on and off in say a refinery and blow it up from a foreign country. And that's been an overlooked area for, for many years while we focused on cybersecurity. So we're big into looking at these other areas. Uh, and certainly they're the uh, 16 sectors that are identified, Department of Homeland Security, critical infrastructure sectors. Most of them our facilities and these facilities, whether they're an electrical grid or wastewater treatment facility or a refinery, all have big pieces of equipment that's operated by operational technology. So it's a big segment that we got to protect. And as you can see in the news, some of these facilities now like pipelines and whatnot are part of what we got to protect. That's just not a software issue. It's, it's what operates the equipment within that. And so we've added the critical infrastructure degrees to help uh, students learn about facilities and the crossover to, for protection through cyber. But we also do things in unmanned systems. And that includes devices that are not just air, but we look at air, land, and water devices and unmanned systems. And so here at Capital Tech, we have students in many different degree programs, and they can come together where a set of students could be trying to uh, attack and take down and unmanned systems while another group of students trying to protect it from being taken down. So you can, then you can have the data science students if they wanna devise a sensor device to collect data from a, any of those devices, they can try and test that out. So we're not engineering the designs, but we're looking at how can you affect these devices in air, land and sea that are unmanned system driven and, and either protect them, keep them secure, what else can you do with them? And so, uh, students here have that opportunity as well to look at all those different facets of that technology and work together in groups. We also have um, an astronautical engineering program that we build CubeSats and we send them up in the space and we collect the data from that. And we have a full mission control room where we have a, a satellite that's deep been decommissioned, but we have all the data and students can run through the system as though it's actually up in space still, and they can maneuver the satellite and gain the data off of that and see how can that device be uh, manipulated in space, but also what's the uh, you know connectivity to the ground. And, and we have a, a, do a doctorate degree now in space cybersecurity. We understand we got to protect all the satellites as well. So we, we may 
teach cybersecurity, but we certainly incorporate the principles on that throughout all of our courses, whether you're taking a construction management degree, which requires some of that, to a facilities management degree, which requires some of it, to aviation that requires a lot of it. So we've incorporated it because it's such an important aspect of all the technology fields you go into today. And as a matter of fact, I believe that eventually, you know, all high school graduates are probably going to have to at least be able to program when they graduate in the future. I think that's coming down the line. Very enlightening. And I like the all-encompassing nature of what you guys provide. Brad, question number four, what piece of insight do you want to share with our network? I just think that, you know, if you're in the cyber field, <clears throat> you got to look beyond just IT. I mean, that's, that's really for us, uh, you know, IT is a portion of it. You know, do you, do you understand how facilities operate uh, and protection of the facilities? I mean, smart buildings, now they have smart cities are going to, are growing and, and the cyber attacks can shut down your electrical grid real fast, right? So understand what operates that behind the, the cyber attack that, that, is it a piece of equipment? Is it uh, somebody being able to get control of the system and just your house, if you have a smart house in the future, you know? So it's just understanding that there's more than just the internet of things and cybersecurity. And maybe, you know, generally I, we probably think of finance as a protection of cyber, you know? This is, this is about uh, facilities, that could shut down operations. You know, you, if you shut down a manufacturing facility, you may cut off our food supply. If you shut down a wastewater treatment facility, you cut off our water supply. If you shut down refinery, you, you know, cut off our gas supply. So all these are important facilities and they're all technology now that drives everything. We're completely dependent upon technology and connected through usually at those places to so the industrial internet of things and think about how is that a possibility to protect all those devices within that system and, and you know also think about uh, the ip address aspect so uh one of the new companies called called enclave has a device that you can put at the beginning and the end of wherever you want to take off the ip so let's say it's a hospital so you have an input device before the hospital and an output device. So everything in the hospital that has an IP address is now off the grid. You can't see it anymore. Just in that aspect, if you're, if you're a company and of course, you know, a government agency that really wants to protect access to those IP addresses, which is a good thing. You also now, if you're using it in the commercial sector, you're saving a company a lot of money because usually cybersecurity insurance is based on the number of IP addresses, right? So think about how that's going to expand and that we're going to change the cost structures associated with the future cyber attacks that we're going to see insurance rate rise, especially with what we think now, of course, is going to be an increase in ransomware for the next few years. All right. Insightful. As always, question number five is the final and fun question. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? Well, my favorite piece is a Commodore 64 computer, which I received uh, when I believe I was in eighth grade for a Christmas gift, and I had to have the cassette drive with it. So in order to, uh, to, to do anything, I had to buy a book and learn basic programming. So that was uh, my intro to the world of programming and everything. And so when I was a high school senior, 
my school offered the first programming class on Apple IIEs, but I already knew how to program. So I was, uh, I was certainly somebody that was advanced for that class, but uh, it, was, it was a fun device. I eventually got the five and quarter inch floppy drive because you know the speed was, was certainly considerable. But the thing that that Commodore 64 allowed me to have in my bedroom that I didn't have as a kid is I had to have a monitor. So I ended up with a 13 inch color TV in my bedroom, which I didn't have before. So it was a plus because I had to have that device to see anything. Wonderful. Brad, thank you so much. This was great having you on the CyberPro Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me today.